coming to you live from Friday the 13th. I hope there's no masked crazy people at this cabin we're staying at. I'm in Isaac's body. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Hold on. Can we restart? I got Freaky Friday and Friday the 13th mix it up. <laughs> God damn it, Sam. God damn it. Lindsay Lohan, you strike again. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, so Sam's in Isaac's body for this. Isaac, okay. Isaac, what are, and, wh- whose body are you in? Uh, Adam Sandler. <laughs> um, Adam Sandler's uh, mom. Oh. Uh, I'm in her body. <laughs> this is like a really, this is a really weird your mom joke. Like, <laughs> no. no. Garrett, whose body are you, you in? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, you're not going to believe me, but I'm, in, I'm, I'm the rock right now. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn, I feel like he lucked out out of all of us. Yeah, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Hey, Garrett, you want to compare dick sizes? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. <clears throat> I'd win. <laughs> no, you're in a, you're in Adam Sandler's. No, I'm just I'm commenting moves. on my about old body. <laughs> um, I I do like this idea of uh of like what would it be called? Freaky Friday the Thirteenth. I mean, before we Everyone. go any further, we did watch we did watch a trailer where oh, Vince Vaughn and a thirteen Vince thing, Vaughn, Vince Vaughn oh, is the killer, shit. but she switches body with the killer. What's that movie called? For just freaky. Oh damn! They beat us to the punch already. Yeah, well, Kinda. none of us have switched bodies. The killer is still out there. We're just in the bodies of famous celebrities. Okay. So it still could work. It still could work. So what's it like being Adam Sandler's mom? Mm. That's pretty nice. You get recognized often. Yeah, yeah. I they recognize what... my shirts. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. Now this is important. <laughs> so you're Adam Sandler's mom in the movie Hubie Halloween. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's an important distinction. You're not Judy Sandler. Juby. Ju- <laughs> <laughs> Judy. <laughs> oh. Judy and Stanley are his parents. <laughs> you said Juby. I was like, <laughs> what kind of name is that? <laughs> Oh, man, guys, this is the best <coughs> intro we've ever done. Okay, let's get on with it. Yeah, I know. Here we are trying to think of it. Let's get I'm on with it. glad you did the intro, Garrett, <laughs> but we are just dance beating around the bush of, and the bush is giant, and the bush is Hubie Halloween. Okay, I'll, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do the name, I'll do the name thing. I'm, I'm Garrett, and believe oh, it or yeah. not, uh, The Rock, not proportional all the way. You wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't expect this. He's got chicken legs, doesn't he? Well, one of the abs in the eight pack is a little smaller than the others. Oh, he's not proud of add, it. Are both butt cheeks the same size? Uh, well, mm, I don't know if he wants me like, to. I don't know if he wants me to. When share you're doing this. your when you're doing your butt cheek push ups, you know where you're just sitting and then you push up your entire body just through those uh-huh. the strength of one butt mm-hmm. cheek is one. Is it harder to do it on your left? Or well, is he's right? definitely he's definitely right cheeked. I mean, okay, <laughs> right cheek dominant. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tell which one, which one does the most of the lifting on that. <laughs> you know, this intro has come around on me. I think it's not that bad. I'm uh, I'm Sam, and I played Isaac, <laughs> which isn't I'm sure confusing to new listeners at all. I'm Adam Sandler's mom. Also, no, doing business as 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 I your eyes. Your no, Isaac. I am now Adam Sandler's mom. Oh, okay. Juby or the one from Hubie Halloween? <laughs> yeah, are you? Ju- are you Juby or I'm are you Juby. Juby's mom? 
this is hear me out a hypothetical podcast where we discuss the realist issues which are of course the hypothetical ones starring garrett sam and juby we are if you i'm gonna tell you right now the listeners wanted it yeah we don't do like a storyboard but if you don't listen to like our last oh fuck like three episodes huh (laughs) two episodes you're gonna be very confused this pod, this episode is is almost almost entirely dedicated to the hit film. It could we don't know yet. It could all the whole thing. It could, yeah, that's true. Here I am being pretty. Um, this is our Hubie watch part one. Yeah, I am assuming a lot that this is going to be that we're going to be able to stop talking about Hubie Halloween, but we are talking about Hubie Halloween, the you Netflix original watch movie it before. Or you could just listen to this and it'll be like. Yeah, well, probably. Yeah, there are. <laughs> There are, let me tell you right now, major Hubie spoilers ahead. <laughs> so if you listen to it and you haven't seen it yet, that'd be a big boner and you're going to regret it. So, um, man, I can't believe ahead. I can't believe that Adam Sandler connected all of his movies in one universe okay. in this movie. Okay, the Sandler verse is really grown. I think we need to stick with the rules of we can't jump around in the movie timeline, we have to go oh, okay. from beginning to end. Right. Okay. Your notes yeah. are in no, order. No, I agree. I My notes are in order. Yes, I did run out of paper. I was gonna say here. Let me. I'll send you guys a picture. I have an entire page's worth of notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe you went into more detail than mine. <laughs> I know. I know. You said you had eight talking points. I counted them up. I have thirty-three bullet points. <laughs> I probably could have added more. But Sam's excited because this is the first time he's actually watched something that we talk about. A lot. Pretty. I'd say probably about. Eight of them are just his therm, all his different thermoses. No, okay. See, I yeah. went pretty broad with my talk, my talking points. So. I was going to, and then it just kept going. <laughs> There's always you know? something. There's that's something. why I just stopped, and I was like, "That's enough." Yeah, and if then... I could apply this to like education, I probably would have like passed with honors, but I didn't. There... I applied it to Hubie Hall. I have I have 19 talking points, and they're all about Shaq. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, Gary, you're, you're jumping ahead. Oh, shoot, you're right. You ruined the reveal. Okay, we should each, should we each say our first one and then Yeah, I've one got one that or... is almost, is I have one that we're not really going to be able to discuss. It's just like almost okay. the first, I think it is the first scene in, this, in the film. Okay. Um, yes. So, so <laughs> the, the movie opens on a mental asylum and Ben Stiller, <laughs> who I think in doing research for the movie plays the same role in a different Adam Sandler movie. I don't know. I don't know you, if that's true or not, but he kicks open the door to a cell and he says, Hey there, loon E tune. Like it's a name. And I, I wrote that down because I thought that was, I, because at this point I didn't know what kind of movie this was, right? Like if this was an absurd fiction movie or if this was like still a somewhat realistic movie or what, so I thought that there was a mental asylum patient named Looney Tune, hmm. and then it and then it ended up not being anything. <laughs> so you go poopy in your sleepy. <laughs> Stop it! Stop. <laughs> this is the best line of the movie. No, uh, I disagree. No, I know, I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is my first note. They set Loon you up for this grand plot. I thought it was going to, yeah, I thought, and I was like, man, that's probably going to run into some legality issues, but then it was nothing. It was just a throwaway line by Ben Stiller's character making fun of a mentally deranged person. (laughs) 
So, <laughs> which is arguably what most of this movie is about. Yeah, kind of. In no, a way, it works out. It does work out. Can I mention? Can I say one that's in pretty much the same scene that we might actually want to discuss? Yeah, go what? for it. Where this isn't a, this isn't is the, the poopy the hot, and sleeping. The, no, the hot dog penis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we that all. was. That was good. <laughs> that's my second bullet point. Um. So, I was just writing mine like I didn't like know like what was going to happen later on. So the first one I took was his nice neighbor question mark maybe. Mm. Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> Skeptical. I freaking love that actor. His neighbor is Steve Buscemi. So you know, with a big get like that, that he's going to play a bigger part in the movie. <laughs> and he was being. The only thing we've seen with Hubie is that people are just complete and utter assholes to him. So when someone is nice and also Steve Buscemi, you know it's going to come up later, right? It's important. Yeah. So I, I think mean, that's most a good of the time, Steve Buscemi is just a cool dude in all of his movies. Did you, did you write down that uh, he helped the firefighters during 9 11? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, Garrett. Uh, I think, I mean, the first thing I want to talk about was his thermos. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What is his first? What is his first? The first mention of the thermos, I think, is when he's talking. Yeah. Well, it's when no, it's when he's talking to Steve Buscemi. He doesn't use it, but he he does. Says that it's a Swiss. It's a Swiss Army thermos. He made it in the scouts. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what kind of engineering went into that thing. It literally. It doesn't obey physics. There's things at the end too that I need to that I feel like there's plot holes about it within oh, <laughs> about his found, thermos. You found plot holes, huh? Yeah, huh. yeah. In his, in his thermos design, weird. Yeah, that is yeah. weird. Isn't that weird? Kind of centering our first points here around Steve Buscemi, huh? Well, and my my second one was the thermos too. So like, yeah, it's gonna be happening. Like, I don't know. If- I guess technically his first, uh, his it, actually. His first run in with the thermos isn't actually when he's talking to Steve Buscemi. It's when he's riding his bike in the first time that we see him and the kids mm-hmm. are throwing the ball the balls at him. Yeah, and he catches them. <laughs> this was my third the, my third bullet point. He catches the balls in his thermos, <laughs> dr- dr- fucking <laughs> slams it, drinks drinks whatever he has in the thermos with the balls in it, and then says Rocky Balboa style, and then just pukes. <laughs> Like a fucking fire hose out the side of the on the road, and I don't understand any of that <laughs> reference. Uh, well, I think it's because they're white balls and he ate rags. <laughs> Did I get that? And he what? Rocky would eat like raw eggs. Oh, is that what they threw at him? Was eggs? Probably. I thought yeah. it. I thought they were golf. They looked like golf balls, but that makes way more sense. Yeah. As to why he caught them. But then, like, throwing up so violently, not really. <laughs> it was so unexpected! Because <laughs> it was so violent! I hope people that aren't planning on watching the film listen to this, <laughs> and this is, and our kind of breakdown of the movie is what they experience about it first. I'm honestly surprised they got away with the PG-13 rating. I How did it, it get away R. with that? Can we talk about that? It should have been mean? R, and he should have put, put more bad... Oh. There's just a, there's a lot of, like... There's it's like kind of some dirty jokes. There. Yeah, it's like almost there. There's a lot of language, and uh, there's a hot dog penis in like the first scene. <laughs> That's fine, though. That's just a hot dog penis. <laughs> it's just a hot dog penis. That's not nudity. Okay, wait. Did any of you write down what the, what the mom's first shirt said? 
Boner Donor. <laughs> that was the first one? Okay. That was the first one, Boner Donor. I remember I remember the, a lot of them. I just remember the order they showed up the, in. The second the second one was I shaved my balls for this. <laughs> I think the one of them was kayaking makes me wet. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Wait, did I miss that? That was one? I think that was late. That was late in the movie. Yeah, though. it was I that, that was I think that might have been ones. that might have been the last shirt. Yeah, Garrett, you may remember Boner Donor because it is the first shirt because Hubie walks in and you meet the mom and it says Boner Donor. Right. And then they say, what does that mean? None of and them she know. says, I think it means mistake. Right. And that's a joke that carries through the whole movie. So I wrote, I did take note of that because I thought it was funny and I didn't think it was going to be a running gag that every time we saw the mom, she would be wearing a different sexual shirt. <laughs> or that she. So I, I did feel like I had some egg on my face when I found out that that is a, a running gag throughout the entire And film. it does it does set up uh, some Hubie lore there that uh, maybe maybe his mom might have regretted having Hubie. Do you really dig deep into the uh, wow. the Hubie? I didn't come here to get deep in Hubie. <laughs> <laughs> well then what did you fucking come here for? Because we're, we're going to talk about this shit for like okay. an hour. So Oh man. What, do we have anything else? To we'll say? come back. We'll come back to the um, thermos, right? As the movie goes things. on. Yeah. Oh, we'll come back to the thermos one hundred percent. So I feel like so this is around the same time where he meets his neighbor when he's riding away from the kids. Oh wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, wait. When he's riding away from the kids and he's like doing the his sweet like bike tricks. <laughs> yeah. The, when he, <laughs> like, yeah. Dodging them all and like driving backwards and stuff. What What's up with that? I well, I think it just goes to show how he's had to live with this his whole life, right? But so, but I thought so. It's not just on Halloween; it's just all year. I think it. I don't know. The vibe I get is that he gets stuff thrown at him always, constantly. The uh, a joke listener throughout the movie is that um, <laughs> every time we see Hubie riding a bike, he gets three things thrown at him, and they increase in outrageousness. Is that fair to say? I think there was a spear at one point. There was a, a fl- and it was on fire. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And also in the middle of the forest, <laughs> when presumably he's getting chased by some bears are throwing him. stuff at him. There was a trump, uh, a tuba got thrown at him. A cinder, just a fucking cinder block <laughs> at some point. Plant pot stuff you couldn't catch in a thermos. But he did do, yeah, like in that scene, Isaac, he did do, he did do a front flip that turned into a, a one eighty, and then he just started riding backwards. Yeah. In one flowing motion. Yeah. Which was it something. Was beautiful. It's good that he brought in Tom Cruise to do all of his stunts. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. height difference was a little jarring, but it he ended to, up being He had right. to join Scientology to get Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> He's really dedicated as an actor. I do have a note here about, because at some point between the drinking the eggs in the thermos and the boner donor scene we are introduced to kevin james character oh yeah um, now there's two things i want to bring up with kevin james's character who plays a police officer it could totally be paul blurt in the two last two episodes we talked about him wearing an apple costume that is from a different halloween movie and i didn't realize that until the end of the film he's never out of his policing uniform and the sunglasses so and the sunglasses. So him being an apple is from a different movie. I don't know which one, but it is from a different The second thing I want to bring up that I thought of almost immediately is, and this is a visual gag, but I feel like it's a recognizable enough gag that everyone participates. They almost certainly drew inspiration from this, right? It's almost the same. 
I don't even What's think that? about that. And then, oh, it's an it's from an SNL skit. Yeah, explain the puppet. So so um, Kevin James looks like the SNL skit with Bill Hader. Bill, yeah, Hader, Bill Hader, where he plays a uh, an army veteran with PTSD, and he copes with it by coming up with a puppet. And I thought immediately that he looked like the puppet, and then he does at some point say that people used to say that he looks the character said they used to call me a muppet so that kind of confirmed mm. it for me that he did they modeled his look after that that uh that muppet from SNL so just a little interesting wow. uh, oh little some interesting nice some nice background hey, Sam Sam add yeah. that to the IMDb trivia <laughs> 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 oh i guess Something else I should have said to preface all this talk. So Adam Sandler did warn that if he did not get a Best Actor award for Uncut Gems, he would make another bad movie. <laughs> I don't know if this oh, one was it, guys, because this one was pretty good. <laughs> this was pretty good. Not Adam- according to the critics. We can't stress that <laughs> oh, enough. Oh, yeah? Well, what are the critics say? But when say? have the critics ever gotten anything right? Look it up. What do the critics say about Hebe Halloween? Yeah, let's kind of do a little mid-break here. Even though we're not even close to half. I think we're still in like the first 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Maybe there has to be in two parts. Like <laughs> it might be. What are we at? We're at 25 minutes of recording. Okay. Um, so we are rolling at... Okay, 82% of, pe- of Google users liked this. Well, yeah. But then, to bring it back to the harsh reality, 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 51% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 2 out of 5 on Common Sense Media. <laughs> so let's go ahead and take a stroll on over to the Rotten Tomatoes. 51% on the tomato meter. 47% on the audience score. So a little a little uh, break out there between the audience of the Rotten Tomatoes crew and the audience of Google users. I, I think they've been at odds for a while now. There's a lot of great reviews, can I just say. <laughs> So I'm excited. I'm going to the Sam. You went to Rotten Tomato. I'm looking at the parent reviews on Common Sense Media because <laughs> this is just fantastic. Several talks about sex boners. Several other suggestive comments. Some cuss words and just some stuff. I did not want my 12 year old hearing. Oh my god! Well, we had that some PG-13 being good, but was very disappointed. Not using very much common sense there. If you're if you're watching a PG-13 movie with your 12 year old and you said that you don't want them to watch it, Sandler has done some brilliant dramatic work over the years. So it's a pity he persists in churning out such garbage level comedy. But if Netflix keeps chucking millions at you, what are you going to do? Oh, go fuck yourself, Brad Newsom. I like that Adam Sandler just gets to have a good time with his friends. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the whole point of the movie, right? I mean, that's that was if that wasn't evident through the bloopers, Sandler surely knew this mildly offensive, juvenile celebration of cheap scares, slapstick gags, and bodily function, and this is in quotes, jokes, was sure to land near the bottom of the large pile of terrible movies starring himself. This, this person gave it one star and said, uh, age 16 plus, lots of double entendre humor, golf ball antics, which we come to appreciate with Adam's movies, but this time they don't seem to execute very well and seem very manufactured. <laughs> uh, Louisa Moore from Screen Zealots, let's give a little shout out where credit is due. She says, delivers what Adam Sandler fans want. Dopey, moronic fun. Two and a half out of five. She gets it. Maybe a, a, a little, uh, not as good of a rating as I would have hoped, but she gets it. 
without the bullying and the sex jokes, it might have actually been a decent family-friendly holiday movie. 45 minutes in, and I came to the very disturbing realization, I don't hate this, says Dan Merle <laughs> of Dan Merle Reviews. Six out of ten. Six wow. Out of ten. Oh, did you guys know Lauren Veneziani from WBAL-TV has informed me in the headline of her review that this is actually shot in on location in Salem, Massachusetts? Whoa. Did you know that? Shot on location in Salem, Massachusetts. The Halloween theme production design is fantastic. That is true. I mean, we have been poking fun at this movie, and there is plenty to poke fun at. But the production, the production in this is pretty impressive. I feel like, yeah, in terms of like set design and stuff, not bad, not bad. I've seen worse. Yeah, easily. Movies like probably cost way more money than ten times worse. So, uh, Garrett, do you have any better, uh, any good uh, common sense reviews? I I flipped over to the uh, the kids reviews. Oh my yes. Does it does it quantify what a kid is? Is it under thirteen? Um, is it just under eighteen? Uh, this ten year old said, "Pretty good, <laughs> oh really funny, a few swears and sexual moments, good message of not being bully. Recommend watch." Oh okay. A ten year old said that. A ten year old said that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> this this eleven year old said, "I watched this movie with my dad since my mom doesn't like movies." <laughs> It was good. Maybe because they only ever watch Adam Sandler movies. Did they? I wonder if they thought <laughs> about that. That's what she tells them. <laughs> I don't like movies. But all she knows is Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> Honey, did you buy Waterboy on Blu-ray again? This is the fourth time. <laughs> Why can't they make any different movies? You just, you just don't understand me like Adam Sandler does. <laughs> Okay, do we have more reviews we want to say or No, I've they're kind of lots to talk about. Yeah, we can go we can go on talking. I mean, this t- this 10-year-old just uh didn't write anything and just marked this as this title contains positive messages. Oh, um, okay. I mean, it does, I guess, if you only watch the last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the boater donor shirts with the with the mom. Mm-hmm. In the same scene when Hubie is leaving, he talks He's talking with his mom, and he talks about how he met the new neighbor, played by Steve Buscemi, who is uncharacteristically nice for someone that lives in that town, because everyone gives Hubie shit, yes. or throws shit at him, literally, <laughs> but that's later in the movie. Um, so, he talks about how he met them, and and he says something along the lines of, oh, they moved into the new, into the old so-and-so's house. I can't remember the name. Newman's or something. Yeah, n- yeah, I think it was Newman's. I think you're right. It doesn't matter. And the mom said, well, for the, for what I'm about to say, it kind of does. <laughs> then the mom says, oh, are they the ones that threw firecrackers at you? And then Hubie says, no, those were the Epsteins. <laughs> so I don't, is that anything? I mean, I don't Adam Sandler's got a, Adam Sandler's got an under, and Epstein <laughs> isn't really like a common name, I feel like. No, but I mean, how I don't would know. that be Just, correlated to? I don't know. I don't. That's the thing is, I don't know. But I did You're write it down. Us. Yeah, because it, it, I, I, I just could it be <laughs> something? I don't know. Here, so, anyways, well, I, wait. I, well, we can simmer on that for a second. There's one quick thing in around that same thing that I really need to talk about. There, she gets the cookies out. And she's like, "You want to help frosting? Uh, do the frosting on them or something?" He's like, "As long as I get to lick the spoon," and then he grabs the jar and he's like trying to open it 
and then he hands it to his mom, and then she just like <laughs> barely touches it, and it opens, and it's like the fucking like. <laughs> I feel like there are so many just tiny throwaway jokes. Oh yeah, throughout the film, I barely noticed that one, and it's like the best. It's the best shit ever. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> literally, he's like struggling, and then he hands it to her, and she's just like, "Bloop." There's just so much character development in the first ten minutes. I feel like. Hubie has Our, the strength yeah, of a child. The beginning of the movie, a lot happens. I did. Yes, that is true. That is kind of a theme throughout that move. This movie, Isaac. I did probably. I would say sixty to seventy percent of my notes take are written from the probably the first half hour. I'd I'd even Honestly, say. Yeah. And it is a what do we ro- what are we rolling out here? I don't even know. Uh, two one hour and forty two minute movie. So yeah, I would definitely say that most of my notes are from 30 to 40 minutes in. And then the rest of the movie, I didn't write as much. I still wrote a lot. I have some stuff from later movie. Yeah, but not as much. There's one specific thing. So. That. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Garrett, Garrett, you got anything you want to? We haven't touched on the the love interest yet in this movie. Yes. Yes, I do. That is my, that's my next note as well. Garrett, why don't you write, what do you, what do you, what did you, uh think of this love interest introduction um (laughs) gotta say uh probably one of uh probably one of the weirder movie romances yeah just yeah yeah Yeah. a little unnecessary but there's weird it's got heart i mean they make out i mean if we want to uh flash forward they if we want to jump to the end a little bit she ends up kissing her tv for like an extended yeah, no, whoa, 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 whoa. That's In one of my ta- of- that's one of my talking points. Oh, sorry, my <laughs> That's gonna end up being in like part three, though. <laughs> okay, yeah, it is. I agree with she you. Was- I also felt like the introduction was weird. It was a little on the nose in that he was. We're introduced to her by looking through the yearbook. Well, that, that I guess oh, that's right. She was a popular girl at school. Her- yeah, he sees her outside the store. No, and he, and he was the most likely to mar- to marry his Mar- pillow. And then he flips the page to her, and she has three of them. And it's most popular, <laughs> most like smartest, and most good looking, or something like that. And I, I wrote like- here, I wrote here a little on the nose. That's what I wrote. I feel like at that he he sounds. I don't know, his voice gets so weird in that one part of the movie where you can like barely understand what he's saying when he re- when he's reading the yearbook. <laughs> yes, like, he does. He gets awfully mumbly. <laughs> and like you can't even like hear what he's saying. It's very mumbly. It is I feel like um the love interest is played by Julie Bowen. Julie Bowen. I don't I don't think she was into it. Oh, Did you guys get that vibe? She's also she's also uh, the Kevin James cop ex. Yes, that's important to note as well. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. She is Kevin. She's the cop's ex uh, wife. But I just feel like she was not into this movie. There were numerous parts throughout the film where you can tell she just <laughs> she didn't. Adam Sandler's out here acting his soul out on on the screen. <laughs> And she, I just didn't feel like she was giving it very much, you know. I think That's she was there I, to have a good time. Yeah, I yeah. don't think she. I don't think she put a. I don't think she I was mean, gonna put a ton of energy to into. It. Yeah, not an Oscar-winning performance like like Adam Sandler playing Hubie. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's fine. It's really weird. There's more other things we can talk about her later on. Now, man, I forget. She like doesn't she, she like tells him that his uh his neighbor she says like oh I saw like a grave that had like that same name and it's really mm-hmm. weird. Yep. I don't remember the context of her telling him about it. But anyway, he goes there <laughs> to look at the grave. And they're having a funeral there at the same yes! time. <laughs> and, the, and the priest the this is one of my talking points. The priest uh the priest is one of my talking points. And uh the what is it? The kid next to him, what does he say? The kid <laughs> says, Do you want me to kick his ass? And the priest says, Not yet. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like later on after it like ends, he's like he's like, You better get out of here, I'm gonna bury one up your butt. <laughs> yes, he says if you get dirt on my good funeral shoes again <laughs> I'm gonna bury one up your butt or something like that. Uh, it's glorious. Yeah, there's kind of a main bully, not the priest, believe it or not, a different guy who's kind of a, a huge, a big dingle to him. Some... And it's we find out it's for his dad. And so his dad is getting buried. Not Hubie's dad. The bully's dad is getting buried. And after the funeral ends, the bully comes up to Hubie and apologizes for calling him names and then pushes him into the open grave where his dad was just recently laid to rest. His dad would have loved it. His dad would have gotten a laugh out of it. That was the justification. <laughs> and then the mom comes up, ter- like screaming at the bully, probably going through so much psychological trauma right now, <laughs> and just saw her son push this random man. He into doesn't his- even care. He doesn't even care. And then they just say, "We, it's okay. We want him in there." Yeah, we. Everyone <laughs> surrounding him says, "We want. It's okay. We want him in the grave." <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, a- did you forget about it? The what other super good scene. part. What when a he's sitting scene. in the when he's sitting in the grave and he's drinking <laughs> some coffee out of his thermos. I think it was soup. It looked or chunky soup. to me. And some dirt falls in it and then like he says something and the guy's like, The dead speak and then he just falls in. <laughs> yeah, so did stupid. he kill another man? Yeah, that guy's de- dead. I man. think he, he grabbed his heart like he had a heart attack yeah. and then he fell into a grave yeah. on top of Hubie, which is humorous. You no, know, I, I guess. feel like if you're that, a killer. If you're that scared of the dead speaking, why would you work at a cemetery? <laughs> that's a really good point that's not addressed in the movie, Isaac. At some- <laughs> you gotta cut your losses and just go work at Walmart or something. If you're... Cu- if, if you... <laughs> if by the off chance that the dead do speak is gonna kill you, you shouldn't work in it. Whatever. Yeah. Does he not like look in the grave first before he starts shoveling the dirt in there? And make sure. I mean, oh, well. oh. not if you're afraid of the dead speaking. If they see you, That's they'll true. talk to you. you. Just gotta shovel it in. Now, just to be clear, I'm pretty sure the only the only liquid in the thermos the entire time I'm pretty sure is soup. Yeah, I, I well, think so as well. Well, oh, do you guys not remember the part where he's at the diner and he's putting stuff like in it? That's yes. more soup. That's more soup. It's two different kinds. He mixes the soups and three different kinds actually. No, but sorry. Okay, we're getting ahead of wait, wait, wait. we're getting ahead he of ourselves. He puts stuff in there that does. I not have it noted in, in the movie. I have it noted at what point we need to talk about that scene. So don't worry. <laughs> uh, at this point, we are also introduced to. He talks to his neighbor about a Swiss Army thermos. How many thermos things has he used by this point? He used a little shovel thing. No. Okay, so this was before the funeral scene. We're introduced to his wacky thermos because something like. 
uh, one of his lawn decorations flies into his window and scares him, and he throws something at it and yeah. breaks the window. And then he uses his thermos to vacuum up the glass, <laughs> which I know that they're trying to show us that this, they're trying to keep saying that this thermos is like can be used for everything by calling it by weirdly mentioning it like if you meet someone new are you gonna mention the thermos i don't know you don't compliment people on the thermos thermos. weirdly but but then but then the movie does spend like a probably 15 second long close-up shot of the thermos vacuuming up the glass that's it it's just the thermos for like 15 seconds vacuuming up the glass so I, I know they're trying to like show us like look it's his thermos doing the vacuuming but it was a little bit um, ham fisted I feel like but I, so I just did want, I want to mention that but that is the first scene with his funny his fun thermos and then the next one is in the funeral with the shovel was he drinking the glass do have it noted shovel this <laughs> oh, <gasps> oh no no uh, that's the third time the second time is when he's laying away from the funeral, and he uses his thermos as a telescope. Oh, hmm. that's right. I forgot it yep, was a I've telescope. I've got that right. I've got that right here. <clears throat> oh, dang. Cuties is big right now with Netflix, right? Big deal. <laughs> this is going somewhere. Trust me. There is a scene that I thought was hilarious. It's the news broadcast talking, kind of giving an itinerary of the night that's going to happen at Salem. And there, and it's all female news broadcasters, and they're all wearing Harley Quinn costumes. Oh yes, this is which a I good thought was for. I thought that was hilarious because it's like you know last Dude. year or maybe the year before when everybody went as Harley Quinn. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah, that was one of the best. And they wore like, the exact same. There's outfit. so many good, but little jokes. N- yes, it was funny, Isaac, until about ten seconds after all the newscasters show up, there is I would say. A three-year-old girl. Okay, yeah, that. Okay, the okay. Same I'm not gonna outfit, lie, that was a little weird. And I did she's think, got, and it's like a belly shirt. I did think that was a little weird. I'm yes, not gonna, I, I wrote Harley Quinn. Uh, I wrote subtle poke yes. at girls in Harley Quinn costumes, which was a funny thing. And then, and then when the little kid showed up, I wrote an arrow pointing to it, and I said, "Little kid with four excla- exclamation marks and question marks," because it was kind of. I, Netflix just kind of keeps missing the mark when it I just comes wrote, to preteens. I just wrote, kid, why? <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bit. Isaac um, was working on some of his own stuff with that question. Yeah, a little bit <laughs> messed up. But uh, the, the funny, one of those newscasters actually got like fired from her real news job for being oh, in this movie. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Hopefully Adam Sandler paid her enough to be able to co- coast for a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't what? know. I don't. Yeah, you can look it up. I why forget would her name. you? Why? Uh, okay. Wait. We'll talk about this later. This isn't. This isn't about the movie. We gotta stay focused on the movie. <laughs> Man, there's so much to unpack in this thing. What do you? It's what fantastic you guys, you guys, movie. What, what's your guys' next talking point? Fantastic movie. I feel like Garrett hasn't given one in a while. I I just don't have the play by play. I've just got the big points I want to hit. Yeah. We'll give give. I really want to talk more about Steve Buscemi. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I think we can talk more about him. We did kind of gloss over that entire conversation where Steve well, Buscemi says, <laughs> in the very first scene where they're being all goody-goody to each other, you know, oh, we should have you over, oh, it's great, blah, blah, blah. He walks away from Hubie and says, oh, and hey, Hubie, um, if you hear any <laughs> if you hear any noises coming from my house, you should just ignore them. In fact, it's better to just not check up on me. And then he walks away. 
What do you do yeah, if your neighbor yeah. says that? <laughs> what do, what do you do if your neighbor says that? In the real world, even what do you do? Do you have more points to talk about, Steve Buscemi? Well, I mean, just his whole story oh. arc is fantastic. <laughs> it is one uh, of the greatest character developments I think we see. <laughs> and one of the greatest. I love that. I think this is too. the. I think this is the best performance I've seen from Steve in a long time. <laughs> From Steve, I was gonna say <laughs> from Mister from Mister Buscemi. Any of, the, Buscemi. any of these actors could be up for best best actor this year. There's a point where Mister um, Buscemi's character is talking with Hubie, and he he compliments him on his on his lawn decorations because Hubie tricked out his house to be super Halloween themed, which is dope. And one of the things Hubie has hung up is a is a bed sheet, which is definitely covered in pee stains. <laughs> I thought um, it was shit stains at first. Or shit stains. It's one of those. <laughs> well, okay. I think... I don't know. Yes, This Isaac? is going to have to be two parts. <laughs> Can we legally do that? We're only, I'm only halfway through my page of notes. We can't possibly There's one really movie big... for a whole other episode. Okay, maybe not. Okay, okay, okay. Um, There's some Let's see. Ones. There is a scene where... The um, it's a bunch of kids in a cafeteria, and we're introduced to the love interest's foster daughter. I know this is kind of a confusing for people that might not have seen the movie, but there's the love interest has a foster daughter who's probably in like the fourth grade. I don't know, and just a normal scene, a girl having fun with her friends, and she says something about like I don't know what I'm gonna go for Halloween, and then this giant piece of shit kid <laughs> turns around. And says, why don't you go with somebody that doesn't know her real parents? Oh, wait, that's what you are already. Oh, and then they like high fives all his friends. And I wrote here, savage jokes about foster kids. That's brutal. You know, I've always thought that foster kids don't get bullied enough in movies. Yeah. They kind of yeah. get, get off get pretty. Pa- they've gotten a pass. Yeah, yeah, why do they get a pass? In that same, uh, I guess, scene, Hubie does like some presentation to the kids about Yeah, about being nice. safety. But- he gets he makes a kid cry because he gets scared by him, and he um, and he tells people to burn the yeah, kid. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, I guess that's important. Um, I guess that's. But important. they start they start throwing stuff at him, and this is another thermos uh, use the umbrella. Yes, and what yes. I thought was really funny is when he 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 pops out the umbrella. There's a really quick cut to him under the umbrella, and he's just eating a sandwich. <laughs> he's just. I didn't see this. I didn't he's, see this. He's just taking a couple bites of a sandwich, <laughs> and then and then they stopped throwing the food. And the, I don't know wow, why. wow! Oh, it was one. Uh, okay, more information from Caitlin. It was a sandwich they threw at him. <laughs> oh my god! That makes it even better. I just thought. Yeah, I thought. I thought he just had like a sandwich. So, so things do eventually start to get go kind of uh, aside in this town. Things are getting kind of weird. Yeah, you know, typically no. Hubie tends to call foul when there's not really much going on, but Hubie starts to notice that some things are kind of off this year. Yep, <laughs> goes to reporters. I kind of want to jump. I want to jump to that the party that he crashes. <laughs> on the... Okay. Yep. 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 We we can. I do want to think... mention one part. Okay. Where. Um, so the rescuing the cat part, 
so there's a scene where there's a cat in the middle of the road about to get ran over and he rides his bike really fast and catches it. And then a girl comes out and she's like, hey, Hubie, give me back my cat. And then Hubie throws the cat at her and she catches it. And then the love interest rolls up and says, hey, how come? why don't you thank the man? And the girl's like, why didn't you go fuck off? I don't know what she says. But then the love interest says, you want me to come over and beat you with your own cat? Because you know I can. And then it, it, there's two things in the scene I want to highlight. <laughs> it cuts back to the girl holding her cat, and bo- and her, her face is like, oh. And the cat's face, you did you guys see this? Yes, I saw The cat's this. face is like comically wide-eyed, <laughs> and the mouth is open, which was kind of almost a jump scare for me. It was kind of scary looking. And then like the lady's like, oh, whatever, and she goes back inside, and the love interest drives off. And then it cuts back to Hubie looking after you know the love interest with love in his eyes. And the nun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Okay, 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 okay. The nun back. walks up from behind Hubie, apropos of nothing, walks up to Hubie and <laughs> this says. Is the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I'm asexual, and that girl is making me hella horny. <laughs> and she just walks away. No, but it's it's the way she says it. She says it so perfectly. If you want to see the nun, watch oh. the trailer. She's the one that throws away the crosswords. Imagine that lady. <laughs> How many times did they to take to redo that to get the perfect? I don't know. Very, but... very sexual older women in this movie. A lot of sexual older women. I'm asexual. <laughs> and that chick is making me hella horny. And then she just walks away. Oh, beautiful. Okay, um, guys, I think we have to make a decision. No, nope, we're going. Line. We're going. This will be just a slightly longer episode. Okay, mm-hmm. no, actually, yeah, that's fine. This is the Hubie, the Hubie special. Fuck the police. <laughs> Nothing matters. Nothing matters. <laughs> it's 2020. Now, so this is when my notes slow down. Yeah, Um. But pretty much I know most basically... of my notes here are thermos things now. Well, there's so there's so many more plot things that happen, though, guys. Well, right. Most the of main... my notes are about Hubie, though. Oh, mine are about Shaq. <laughs> yes, that is going to take a large. This is of what it. I mean. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Um, okay. There is a part where he uses his his thermos as a screw gun to break into the neighbor's house, which is just. It's there. We. It's also there that we learn. Um, oh, and then he he falls into a hole in the ground of the floor of the floor and falls into the basement. Is that is that when and we find out that Steve Buscemi is a werewolf? Yes. Then we find out Steve Buscemi is a werewolf. Yeah. He shines the flashlight that is there. also his thermos. That's so right. Another thermos use there. Uh, on to Steve Buscemi, well, who is uh, very creepy. Did you guys get this not, too? <laughs> he was actually pretty good. I was like, he actually should play like. If this wasn't such a stupid movie, <laughs> be kind of creepy. Steve Buscemi could be a werewolf. Well, and also, and the doctor, the doctor guy that walks in at one point with the mask doctor, into Steve doctor Buscemi's guy, house. Doctor, doctor guy. Oh, he wasn't. He spoiled. He wasn't a real doctor, oh, yeah. but right, like, right, 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 right. but like right. when he walks in with that mask, I was like, yeah. well, is this movie taking a turn? I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. gosh, yes, like, yes, a- oh yes, I did think that too. I was like, whoa, is this gonna turn into like? Murder porn? Like, are they going to start this, like... Sandler movie? Is it, are they going to purge this? Or is this going to become, like... <laughs> so, we do find out Steve Buscemi is a werewolf in that scene. Uh, takes off. Hubie gets... Uh, he leaves Hubie alone. Uh, Hubie gets scared 
and pulls an inhaler out of his thermos. He opens like a secret compartment and <laughs> takes an inhaler out. I think. I thought that I was re- a different part. It might have been. I wrote oh, shoot. inhaler thermos. Did we jump so past I, the part where the kid he, gets taken in the corn maze? Bully kid nope. gets taken. No, nope. that's not. No, nope. that's not nope. yet. That's coming up. So, okay, okay. So, okay. so he get he goes to Steve Buscemi's place, and then yep. he goes to the sheriff's. This is one oh, of my yes. talking points. To report the werewolf. To talk about. He, to report the werewolf. And when he goes in there, there's like a uh, cup of candy, and Hubie asks <laughs> him for a piece of candy. And Hershey kisses, and he asks him for a piece. He's like, may I? And he's like, uh, I only have 30 left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was that just is- another... Yes, and and then and then I wanted to applaud the cinematography here because there is a scene there in that scene. Kevin James' character is eating the Hershey's Kisses, and he he takes one, crinkles the wrapper up, <laughs> throws it in his mouth, and then throw and then the wrapper like falls out of his hand and falls onto the beard. And it, later in the moo in the at the end Wait. of the movie in the bloopers, we find out that he almost immediately started laughing after that. But they cut away from. They keep it in the movie, and they cut away from him, so you don't see him laughing. And then in the next scene where we cut back to him, they put it back in his. He stands up, and it falls out of his beard. So <laughs> holy kudos. shit, dude. I never yeah. noticed it. Yeah, kudos to them for having that happen. That's really impressive. So anyway, I still I still think that this Kevin James is Paul Blart starting a new life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost certainly. Kevin Paul Blart. It's what Paul Blart would think. A cop. I think. Be, I think. I, feel like. I think. Yeah. This cop looks like Paul Blart probably saw himself when he looked in the mirror. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He's got a lot of hair. You can't convince me otherwise. Um. So no, we are now at the party scene. Hubie crashes he this crashes. high school party. Hubie crashes a high school party. Um. But it's like public stops. property. <laughs> yeah, I don't really understand what's is somebody's barn. I don't know. There's a band playing. They're bad. They're he. He stops someone from vaping and throws it on the ground, which is funny. And the guy says, "Do you have a problem?" And Hubie says, mm, "Looks like you're the one with a problem." And then, and then he walks away. And then he also it's really good asks, to finally see a movie take an anti-vaping stance. Yes, yeah. yes. And then he yeah. grabs a girl's drink. She's drinking. He says, "Do you have an ID for that?" And she says, "What?" And he says, "I thought so." And dumps her drink out. And then he walks in between two teenagers that are making out, which is. Fun, I guess. He's I he's like kind of like the he's kind of like the RoboCop of making sure people are safe at parties. Yeah, yeah. Don't you guys remember that line? <laughs> what, what what'd you say? When Hubie Halloween says he only likes virgins. <laughs> Wait. Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> or was it's, that in the deleted scene? It's because he wa- he's watching those two teenagers make out for about five for about five minutes. Yeah, that's the most awkward part of the movie. Is when Hubie's just watching them make out for like five minutes, but and then there's they no just music never playing address. or anything. The, the wild part about like this, it wasn't even the wild the part movie. about this, is I bet the listeners, if they haven't seen the movie, don't know if we're pulling their leg or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> um, so um, there's a throwaway. Garrett seems like he's got a lot to talk about in this scene, so I want to leave the floor to him. Yeah. There is a scene in the beginning where two of the high school boys that are bullies and we're not supposed to like them. One of them does say, so I th- I'm assuming they're, I think they're seniors. One of them does say, bro, it's so cool that freshman girls are here, <laughs> which 
<laughs> seems a little predatory to me, especially considering like almost five seconds later, that same guy is dumping like two bottles of, of Jack Daniels into the punch. So it's like kind of some predatory themes. <laughs> I, here. I'm not wild about that. But honestly, movie, like but... not inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, that's the sad part. That's the but... sad part. And yeah, fun. Uh, the we didn't talk the her the love interest son who's like a freshman sophomore is dating yes, an upperclassman stranger things and, kid right uh not st- i think he was in was he stranger things or was he in it both that, i think he's in both yeah he's noah noah caldwell i think is his name oh yeah yeah, yeah um claim to fame is definitely stranger things stranger things um he's dating an upperclassman and yeah, she kinda, gets he's, she he, gets some crap for it yes which which I did want to highlight, I did have a very quick conversation with Laura about that. There were probably about two people when I was going to high school. We had a smaller high school, but there was two couples that immediately come to mind. When I was a (laughs) freshman, there was two guys that were seniors that were dating two girls that were freshmen. And even as a freshman, I remember thinking that it was extremely uncomfortable. very weird. It is very weird. In the movie, it seems a lot more normalized because they definitely didn't get accurate ages. Yeah, those kids. Probably those kids are definitely fresh, like the same. Probably age. because actors that around the age of freshmen are dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's just a joke. But but still, like, definitely not accurate ages, and so it's a little less creepy. But it is like even as a freshman with like no experience in high school, I remember thinking not. I'm not wild about it. So, yeah, so that is so the shit that she gets for dating a, a freshman is a little warranted. When you're older, 4 years is nothing. But yeah. in high school it's a it little gets creepy. Weird. Just like yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a little creepy. Guys, oh, I this will go on for 2 hours. I think Nope. No, no, Isaac, I'm not kidding. It. No, we make it two parts. Half of next episode will be it. Okay, but can we keep talking we can about finish it right this. now? Can we keep? Can we just record one long recording and then I'll cut it up later? <laughs> you just want to do it for two I hours? I want to keep talking about Hume. <laughs> well, but then we have to at least have an intermission. Then <laughs> <laughs> we can't Isaac's just too- nonstop. <laughs> Isaac's too horny. He's got to go get some energy out. <laughs> no, I need to like. Oh, do we no, no, no. We can. We. I'm saying we can have two. Oh, you just you at, in the recording one a like a real life intermission. <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> I've got a drink right here, but you can get a drink. Yeah, I want to get my drink real quick. I'm gonna go kiss my wife and tell her that she's no tell her that you I won't her. tell her that you won't see her for the next. 12 hours. What what did Laura what did Laura think of uh of um. this? Definitely one of those movies that I did feel uncomfortable throughout thinking, what am, like, I know it's a meme, it's a joke for us, right? Like, we've been talking about this movie for, like, three fucking weeks. Laura, while she does listen to our podcast, I think she's behind, so she hadn't gotten to those episodes yet, and so I did feel kind of self-conscious about, like, 
what am I subjecting my wife to? <laughs> Especially it was, I think it was the part when, um, no, I can't think of anything in particular. Everything's fucking bug. Oh, it was Steve Buscemi in the basement. When he's, oh, I think he's like very sweaty and creepy looking. I, th- I remember thinking, what the fuck is, th- what am I, I should have just watched this alone. <laughs> Do you but, feel no, like she, you're, but, uh... she li- but she liked it. She thought it was fun. It's a fun flick. Do you feel like your relationship is stronger now? Yeah, well, stronger in some ways, uh, weaker in that she's not going to be constantly. Yeah, exactly. Ever since that shirtless. She's less than after Hubie. Oh, Hubie. Yeah. Not Steve Buscemi. Well, that goes without saying, Isaac. But sweaty, also, sweaty Buscemi's out like automatically at the top. Sweaty Buscemi. <laughs> sweaty Buscemi. <laughs> Are we gonna keep going? We're going, Garrett. I just kind. I personally would kind of rather get our Hubie talk done. You just want to get all this Hubie stuff out of your brain. Yeah, I do. I really. It's, do. O- it's yeah. occupying a lot of mind space. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of dick space too. <laughs> How erect are you right now? <laughs> I can't say. <laughs> yes. Not PG. I lost feeling. I lost feeling down there a long time, about four hours ago. Sam, you gotta go see a doctor. <laughs> the doctor said just watch you be more. We gotta <laughs> jump right back in. Sam needs release. Bashemi's got him sweaty. So we're, <laughs> we're at the party. The the senior boys are being extremely creepy. Yes. At this point, Steve, uh, people threaten to kill Hubie. The group threatens to kill Hubie, which is wild. And then Hubie talks himself yeah, out of it by to, they threaten to kill him. But yeah, which Hubie talks One himself out of it because literally says early he's going to beat him with a tire iron. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> yeah, there is. So early in the movie, when the mom is wearing the boner donor shirt, and Hubie says, "What does boner mean?" and she says, "I think it means mistake." Right. So mm-hmm. Hubie makes everyone laugh by saying. I'm sorry for showing up. Maybe I was too aggressive. That was a boner on my part. I've made some big boners in my life, which is funny. I mean, that's pretty funny. But everyone laughs, and then he talks himself out of it. The two dickbag creeps, the high school creeps, decide to prank him. One of them's going to go in the cornfield and scare him because Hubie scares easily. How have we not mentioned that yet? Hubie scares easily. But that's just and, like. But he says set aside to save his movie. town. <laughs> you understand. So he goes into the goes into. So one kid runs up and is like, "I saw a kid gets lost in the corn maze," and then uh, Hubie runs in because no, he's fucking. No, no, he cool runs in and then he falls down and then he makes a weird noise <laughs> while he crawls into the corn maze. <laughs> he fucking army crawls. Because um, he's cool. Because yes. he's cool, Isaac. So he runs in. Now this is another thermos scene. He gets um he opens another compartment and streaks war paint across his face <laughs> from his thermos. I I choose I choose to believe that's also soup. <laughs> well then he then he turns his um thermos into a megaphone to try to get the kid that is supposedly lost in this corn maze uh their attention. Right, so he turns that into a megaphone. That's another thermos thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much that f- funny that happens in this maze, right? It, what the 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 dirtbag kid that was gonna scare him ends up actually getting taken. No, right, there's kidnapped a whole by something. Moment. Oh yeah, and then they, they finds... find the he finds the 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 late the girl that's dating the younger <clears throat> the love interest fo- son foster son. I don't know. 
I think it's a foster son. I think no, all I the think kids are foster kids. I thought the one of them was a real kid. He was a real yeah, maybe boy. Maybe it's the son. If you're a foster son. kid, you're foster not kids a real aren't real kids. Kid. <laughs> oh, yikes! Right, Caitlin. So, and then he he's like us. You know, he's he's sweet to them. He's nice. He's like, oh yeah, you know, I'll let you get a head start out of here. And then even though you weren't watching your little sister, you went out to go yeah. fuck. How dare? Yeah. And then. And then he's like, he like turns himself around a whole bunch and then gets lost in the corn maze. And then, um, and then he's like, oh, I should have gone out with them. And then, cause I have no idea where I am. And then he finds the kid who gets kidnapped. And yeah, so that's the corn maze scene. Not much happens there. That's actually that buck wild. Um, there is something that happens that's kind of buck wild slash a plot hole, but it's not really, I can't talk about it until the end. So I feel like the plot hole. Yeah. So will we? Are we just gonna describe so, the rest of the movie? Or I don't. Should we try to like? I wanted to talk about it a little bit because there's so many thermos scenes in it, right? Yeah. So they gotta hit the thermos, thermos points. points. We gotta okay. hit the thermos points. The rest we can just do talking points. I just wanted to hit we the can, thermos points. We can jump to. Uh, I think we could jump to Hubie yelling at a dog. <laughs> I'm just reading some of my talking <laughs> points and boy howdy, it's fucking a weird movie. Okay, we can talk about what Garrett. Hubie uh, accosting a dog. <laughs> Steve Buscemi goes. He goes because the kid goes missing, and then uh, he. There's another scene right between the dog scene and the first scene that we see Wolf Steve out in the forest, yeah. right? Yeah, we're. <laughs> <laughs> he was eating a pumpkin. No, yeah. <laughs> you know what that scene made. Made me think of these fucking like uh, what is it Wallace and Gromit or whatever the Were Rabbit movie. That's yeah, what definitely. I was like. Yes. Is this fucker just a Were Rabbit? <laughs> Not actually a werewolf. Yeah. Why would he be eating a pumpkin? Does it like in this universe do like are do as werewolves far as I know, live off pumpkins, don't eat pumpkins in the, in the Hubie universe? The Hube universe? Hubiverse? The Hubiverse? Hubieverse? Yeah, I don't get the pumpkin. I don't know anywhere. It is where funny though. Werewolves eat pumpkins. <laughs> it is funny. So, th- so this all happens, right? It is confirmed for Hubie that Steve Buscemi is a werewolf, and then he finds a dog in the direction that Steve Buscemi the, had ran. The transformation's been complete. Is that where we're at? We're at, huh? Oh, oh there's yeah. a scene. Oh no, uh, there's a oh, there is a scene where um, it, at the drive-in, right, where Hubie's getting. <laughs> Oh, is it driving before chased? the haunted house? It was. Yes. Okay. The haunted house is pretty close to the end. Hubie is getting chased by a co- people playing, a, playing another prank on him, um, and he uses his thermos to get away. This is in the trailer, I think, by turning it into a grappling hook. Yeah. Which is probably the craziest thing that he does with his thermos, I think, in this movie. Yeah. He does eat shit, though. Um, uh, <laughs> the guy that um, that, like... I don't know. It's the guy and his wife, one of the other people that bullies Hubie. His uh, his very um, like, his very turned yeah. off wife. I like yes him licking his little fingers. <laughs> his little fingers. Do you and like then that? He says, Does that turn, Does you? That turn you on? <laughs> and then like later on, they're driving <laughs> and like <laughs> he's like. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go check it out. And, and then they're or like something like that. And he's like, does that do it for you? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah. So now we're okay. Now we're now we're at the Whoa. haunted house. Uh, isn't that skipping a lot, or not? No, because he because he he runs. He runs from. Well, that's right because he's running away. He uses the grappling hook okay, to maybe, get away. Maybe I'm he checks. Wrong. He finds he runs into the, the f- he runs into the yeah. forest. Right. Okay. Yeah. At that point, and that's yeah. when he finds Steve Buscemi, and then Steve Buscemi runs away. He chases him, and he ends up yeah, at the haunted okay. house. I remember now. Yes. Cops been um, following the trail also and ends up at this haunted house. <laughs> yes. Um, there is a scene. So the dog runs into the haunted house. He has to chase after it. There's a scene where he gets scared and he uses his thermos as a mace gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's another scene. List. He all developed <laughs> this in the Boy Scouts. Oh, boy. Why does he just need sell this thing? Boy this dude would be a millionaire. Um, what, ha- what happens? How does he get... Oh, they have like the big meeting in the back, right? With everyone, all the yes. haunted house employees. Yeah, because well, Hubie ends up cop. in the haunted house, and they're well being and, like, dicks to him are, in like, there. Being taken away oh, or something like. And that one yeah, mobster guy. guy. <laughs> oh yeah, the other guy that pushed him into the grave gets taken. gets taken. It's just he gets dragged down a hallway. Yeah. He gets pulled back into the darkness down mm-hmm. a hallway, and mm-hmm. Hubie mm-hmm. runs away. Now, what did you guys? It's in this scene that we find out. And this is big. Steve Buscemi isn't actually a werewolf. <laughs> he was just at the mental asylum for... Uh, uh, he was at a mental asylum because he thought he was a werewolf. And so he calls the mental asylum a werewolf treatment facility. Right. And, and the crazy guy that got loose in the beginning that switched <laughs> himself out for a jello monster thing with a hot dog <laughs> penis that we talked about in the beginning, that crazy guy was his roommate who escaped to find Steve Buscemi and take him home. What did you guys think of that reveal? I wanted to gauge not your the, reaction. Not the direction I thought, I thought it was going to go. Not the direction. It was pretty good when he gets it goes into Steve Buscemi's house and it's like he's wearing the pig mask and he just takes it off and he's like, he's like, we got to talk. It's fucking Rob here. Schneider and he's like, we got to talk. It's pretty good. I didn't expect it to be Rob and, Schneider. But he did get me, right? Is Because it's like, here I was thinking that there was going to be a real monster in this I did movie. too. A real werewolf. I thought there was going to be a one thing in it that was going to well, be like... Well, well, there was a real monster in this movie. It was Hubie. The bully. No, it was Hubie. Yeah, it was the bullies. No, no Hubie. We're getting there. We're getting Hubie's there, the villain. Can we jump Hubie, to... Hubie is... <laughs> kind of odd but now we're in the point where now there's no werewolf and the, and the creepy guy is discovered to be funny and there is a part where do we get to talk about uh steve buscemi cleaning himself at the police station <laughs> yeah, with his tongue there's oh, a man, lot that's there like, i want to talk man, about every time i'm like <laughs> there's man, that's so the much best there part. the part when they're in the police station there's the, <laughs> they're the part where they're talking steve buscemi and rob snyder are talking and Steve is like, thanks for coming to find me. And yeah. and, Steve's, and Steve asks Rob, what did you do while you were out? And Rob says, peed, peed on some tombstones, peed on the road, just a lot of pee stuff. And Steve says, and Steve says, no one can pee in places like you can. And then, and then Rob says, I'm peeing right now. And then the, the camera pans out. And, and then the, the cops just stare at us. And they just 
just start laughing. That fucking like ping pong conversation is probably oh, yeah. my favorite part of the movie. Maybe second only oh, to the yeah. of just the of just that no one can do pee stuff like you. I'm peeing right now. <laughs> we didn't, and then the slow pan we out forgot to, to his mention yellow pants. That like in the beginning of the near the beginning of the movie, after the person had escaped, it was like outside Hubie's house, or it was, and uh, it was showed as like from behind <laughs> yeah. of the character, and it just. Slowly is panning down and eventually just gets to the bottom and then he's just peeing. <laughs> Which is strange now that I think about it because they don't explain yeah, it at all. But it's all obviously until later in the movie. Sense. So they just show us well, right now, <laughs> yeah, but like it was in just the like, movie, it was okay. weird how I just ex- it was weird how I just accepted that they showed <laughs> I, us I this guy like, peeing. I mean, I guess that's funny. <laughs> I guess that's I guess it. That's a joke, right? Peeing? I don't know what's funny uh, anymore. I this movie. Yeah, this movie is. I think this movie set my new, my new uh, ceiling for comedy. <laughs> so now no one knows who the killer is. So he goes to the diner to talk to his love interest to get advice, and she gives him a bunch of soup, three different kinds of soup, which he shovels into his thermos. How do you put like mustard? And in then. There too. Oh, no, he says, you have A1 sauce? And she says, yep, and she pulls it out right away like he's done this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it uh, and then his thermos blends it up for him. And then his thermos it blends it up! Very not well very... watching that. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say, like, super hungry, and no. I was like, oh, oh. Is it, because, is it because you threw the split pea in there? Is that what got you, Isaac? I think it was, it was the just A1. Everything. <laughs> My favorite part of that scene is that he just like turns his blender thermos on and sets it aside. <laughs> Another really quick throwaway joke. And then he continues his conversation with his love interest. So that's good. And she clearly does not say anything about the thermos. And she doesn't either. Yeah. And she also is very weird with how she acts around him. I also don't understand why she doesn't just ask him out. It's 2020. It's 2020. Don't expect the guy to make the first move. Well, she has, she had, well, we can jump to the radio station because she has been asking him out for quite a while. Can I also just say what a straight G he is? Because the the love interest says, oh, but I, I called home, no one answered, but I'm it's okay because my son is there watching them. And Hubie, true to his word- Doesn't snitch. <laughs> doesn't fucking snitch. Says, oh, yeah, 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 I'm sure he's well, been there yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he wouldn't- Fucking what is So then how did he get to the radio station? I think it's about time we get to the meat of this movie. (laughs) No more messing around. Really kind of the the climax of the movie. No more fucking around. Isaac wants the meat. (laughs) So he runs. Let's see. What happens? So he he finds the kids, brings them back. He's okay. There's there's the radio station for Salem, Massachusetts, and it's this Aurora lady on the radio. Well, we gotta set up the we gotta set up the background. Aurora has been talking this whole time. Yeah, it's a, he wants it's to get the he sul- wants to get the message out. That's sultry, sultry, deep woman's voice. voice. Very good yeah. radio voice. Yeah, very good radio voice. He wants to get the message out that the town's not safe to call off the, right. to call off the events because people are going missing. So he's so he's like everybody listens to this radio show. I gotta go to Aurora. So. <laughs> He bikes Garrett, over there. Wait, Garrett, he, Garrett's got this. <laughs> Garrett, you got this. And he bikes over there, and he goes in, and you can hear you can hear the voice like she's talking as he's walking into this radio station, and he walks like around this corner, and you can see 
through like the recording window. Uh, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal, the famous Shaquille. basketball player, <laughs> uh, using this voice on the radio and like gestures. He's like he's like gesturing for Hubie to come in, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Oh. And then. <laughs> Shaquille does also have his regular voice. He's got these two yeah, different voices. Yeah, it's not just a voice changer. He can just do it. Yeah, because because Hubie because Shaq stands up and he's like, "Hubie." Yeah. <laughs> because Hubie is a regular caller, like calls all the time. Yeah. And Shaq says, "You look exactly how I expected you to from your voice." <laughs> And Hubie says, "I can't yeah. say the same," or something like that. And then, and then Shaq says, "Oh, you don't like my radio voice," and it and it switches back to the girl voice. It's, it's very uh, jarring and just and just totally unnecessary. I don't understand it. Well, but because then you hear this deep masculine voice coming into the sea. Get what I get. What they're going right? They, like, I mean, it, it's so. And it's I a, get the joke. But it doesn't do anything. Like, there's no point. There's no reason Shaq, to it. I think what it was, right, is that Adam Sandler wanted Shaq in the movie. Yeah. I bet Shaq and asked for the voice. Sh- Shaq asked for a part, I feel like. And Adam Sandler was like, okay, I don't know. I'll just totally make up this thing about, like, because if you guys start thinking about it, if you really think about it, Let's jump to Shaq yeah. and his manly wife, Lady well, Tramping wife that. The burger eating. <laughs> if you guys really think about it, there's no point to that whole scene with Shaq. I mean, it kind of no, scarred the, me for life. So, like, the I mean, the story that's doesn't the point. progress at all. No, I for like scarring the burger Garrett and eating. all of us. You like? <laughs> no, listen, listen, Isaac. No, no, no. <laughs> the scene is great. Don't get me wrong. But the story doesn't progress. Yeah, Hubie it's doesn't not, accomplish his goal. He doesn't, yeah. Except the, the, cop, does, the learn, cop does meet him there. The most we learn in this scene is that <laughs> there is another caller who calls all the time on a Yeah, so this number. is an important, this literally like, this figures yeah, out the whole yeah, movie, but also, basically. I guess, I guess you're right. The phone yeah, number. He gets the, the phone, phone number, number is what? But yeah, but we can't but we can't jump ahead to the phone why the phone number is important yet. We got to keep talking about Shaq. Isaac, tell me your thoughts on I, this scene. I don't know. I mean Isaac said he t- liked it. You said you wanted this to get to the, the meat, meat and Shaq is obviously is the, the meat. meat. So tell me it's, about the meat. Is it Shaq or Shaq's wife in this movie? Yes. Which one's the <laughs> which one's the meat? I think so honestly Shaq's wife comes I in. got more of a laugh out of Shaq's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shaq's wife comes in with a very manly voice. But okay, dude. Was, okay, so this really <laughs> makes no sense. Why? Why does Shaq have two voices, but his wife doesn't? His wife is just the manly voice, but Shaq's normal voice is the manly voice. But his radio voice they, they is They love the each wo- other a lot. I don't get it. <laughs> This is where the movie stopped making sense for you, huh? <laughs> this part right here. Is this one of your plot holes, Isaac? There's a scene where Shaq's wife brings him a sandwich. <laughs> and she sits on his lap and puts the sandwich in his mouth. There's like three start... audience members. There's like there's like three people in What's the booth yes. with him at this point. So much. She says so much. I feel much. like it's something about him being a big man or whatever. I don't know. You're looking up quotes. In... And then they eat it. 
she puts the sandwich in his mouth and then they eat the same sandwich together. And yeah, it's like a weird they make just, out like, thing. Rub. They don't even like. They don't even know. eat it. It's like okay. Oh, oh, here's what it is. It's like imagine the Cookie Monster eating a cookie. You know how since it's a puppet, he can't actually eat it, right? So he just crumbles it up really fast. Mm-hmm. But it's but imagine now there's two Cookie Monsters trying to eat the same cookie. Imagine that's, take take the scene the from scene. Lady and the Tramp with the spaghetti. Replace <laughs> the dogs with two Cookie Monsters. <laughs> And then they go at and the, put sp- one, the entire bowl of spaghetti. Put one put one of the cookie monsters on the other's lap. And then... Which is funny because spaghetti does come up with them, those two, Shaq and his wife in particular, <laughs> later in the movie. But that's Wait, another I feel topic. like there's so much more. First of all, I like how whenever Shaq talks in the woman voice, it's horribly lip-synced. It's really bad. Well, okay. To be fair, like... The joke is that they are t- entirely different voices. I feel like it is extremely hard for you to lip sync someone's whose voice <laughs> is so different. Oh, okay. Yours. So that uh, they did the best with what they Here's had. Here's another good line from this scene. Hubie says to Shaq's wife, "I can't wait to hear your real voice." And and she's like, "This is my real voice." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a weird scene. <laughs> And then I think at some point they offer a sandwich, the, the other half of the sandwich to Hubie. That might not be true, but... The audience will never know unless they the watch audience, the movie. Yeah, you'll just have to watch it. Take notes like we Anyways, did. they start suspecting because of the, co- the, the caller, the phone number, they're like, oh, wait, it's the love interest. She's the killer. Yes. And yes, so they're going to set up a sting yeah, operation. Right. Because, the, because <laughs> Kevin James uses his policing stuff to trace it and it's a burner phone. Right. They find out. Right. So now it's like, oh, it's the love interest and she's using a burner phone. She's and they, gotta be the killer. They set up the meeting at this most ominous, like lighthouse looking pier, like fog rolling in. It looks like a different town. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> and she thought he was there to like confess that he like loved her. <laughs> at this Which weird... they did end up doing. They did end up doing that. Because apparently she's been in love with him since the first grade, and she he's been in love with her since the and, second grade. And what was the safe word? Pumpkin. 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 <laughs> yeah, that was the word Hubie had to say in his into his lapel mic. If things got to get too the cops, if things got too heated, and Hubie, that's basically all Hubie said the entire scene. Right. So he calls. <laughs> so he says, "Pumpkin," and they say, "If you say pumpkin, we're going to call the burner phone, and then we'll implicate her with that." So he, he says pumpkin, they call the burner phone, someone picks up, obviously not the love interest, and they just start breathing into the phone. Another very creepy detail. By the way, just heavy on, breathing into the phone. <laughs> yes. And then they when track you look it. Back, it's just funny thinking about it. They track it. The phone's at Hubie's house. Phone's at Hubie's house. Oh, Hubie oh, 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 screams. No. Hubie says Runs away from the love interest and says, I'm going to steal a boat. Literally. And then literally five five <laughs> seconds, he rounds a corner in a yacht. No, he just jumps up on the boat and it like instantly starts and drives away. It's a great scene. His thermos was making it was the motor oh. for the boat, was giving it a little bit extra yeah. propulsion. That's how he made it so fast. I mean, I, yeah, I can't argue <coughs> no with you because what are you going to say? What am I going to say? Runs to the house, and then Hubie walks in and sees, like, a burner-looking phone on the thing. 
<clears throat> and Chardonnay, which is a whole nother thing with Hubie. Is this the mom in the kayaking gets me wet? Yes. Shirt. That's when she's wearing the kayaking makes me wet shirt. <coughs> I'm just watching random. And and long story short, it's revealed that the mom has been kidnapping all of Hubie's bullies. She got these she has these four people tied to posts in the backyard. To post like Salem yeah, Witch trials. <laughs> she's covering them in gasoline. Now this is my true hero. As she's and explaining she light them on This fire. is why I am uh, Adam Sandler's mom. Because I would do this. Juby. This feels like I'll, uh, eons ago that we talked about Juby. Um, I oh, mean, man. it actually and technically she, has. If anybody, if this does get broken up, let let it be known that we have sat here for like two hours doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so she had kidnapped these people because these have been the most constant bullies in like Hubie's life and Hubie hasn't stood so up to them. So they need to die. And they won't stop and Hubie's a nice man. And oh, and and the love interest is seeing all this because a news team <laughs> got wind of what was going on at Hubie's house, shows up and and sees this old lady about to burn four people at the stake and they just fucking record it live <laughs> instead watching. of do anything about Gotta it. Get the scoop. Halloween's <laughs> wild and say how much Yeah, there's fucking like probably five minutes of narrative between the news team showing up and the and the mom throwing a match. Oh, and her explaining. The and mom, they don't do anything. Hang on, we gotta hang on. We gotta hang on to the 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 mom throwing the match That's is important. Later. Right. Well, I know. That's why I didn't say anything past that. But they don't do anything. No, they just watch. <laughs> they just watch like they're fucking in the savannah. And I mean, what are they gonna do against an old lady? Something. Huh? <laughs> right. Did you see and her that, shirt? And then that brings us to the fucking plot holes I was talking about earlier. At least two, if not all four, it's just two of them are off screen. Two of the people we see on screen get pulled back <laughs> as if a gigantic monster is pulling an invisible string back into the darkness. The kid that gets kidnapped in the corn maze literally gets lifted off his ass into the air well, and pulled Sam, through the corn. I think your plot hole isn't a plot hole because don't you remember oh. what happened? Oh, man, we can't talk about it yet. <gasps> the jar, no, oh, the jar. Sorry, not the just jar. The, not just the jar, but like right at the end. I don't. She just disappears. Remember? And then she what, laughs in the woods. She's a witch, <gasps> dude. Wait a minute. She's a witch. Yeah. She's a witch. There's witches. Because... Yeah, there's witches in this movie. Don't. <gasps> She's like a. But also, I didn't even realize this is gonna come up in the Hubie prequel. <laughs> I'm sure of it. The fucking the the, the 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 there's another joke that we did, we haven't mentioned in in that um, Hubie mentions that he's related to some of the witches yeah. that were burned in the Salem witch trials. She's a witch. I hadn't I hadn't even fucking considered this. There's so many layers. Holy shit. Okay, so Hubie's mom throws the match, and Hubie in like an instant goes With through so many all emotions. the instances of all the bullies bullying him, and then cuts to his love interest saying that he's a hero. And, he and then with Hawkeye-like accuracy. Oh, yeah, this was... That is the best way to describe it, Garrett. A single drop. It's, it's complete, his thermos is empty except for a single drop of split pea soup that falls perfectly no, That's got to be the blended soup, right? <laughs> yes, you're right, so just you're right, you're right, you're right. I forgot where we were in the, the, the Hubie timeline. Really put it out. <laughs> so 
puts out the uh, match. That's another plot hole. I'm pretty sure some of Awan sauce is flammable. <laughs> and then instead of just lighting another match, the mom is like, well, yeah, oh, because that's when the me. police shows. That's when the police shows up and says, put your hands up, Mrs. Uh, Dubois. And she puts her hands up. And then she goes on a long monologue about how rude these poor people are. Or, excuse me, these people they are. They all say they're Phoebe. sorry. They all say they're sorry. Sorry, Pubie. The guy's wife gets turned on by Hubie. They all kind of say different things about why they are threatened by Hubie. The kid is the kid the kid is threatened because Hubie can just feel free to be himself. The guy the the husband is threatened because he Hubie has a full head of hair and the other guy's bald. The bully, the big old bully guy is threatened because Hubie is smart and he's dumb. And the girl is th- is she gets horny around him because he has hope i guess <laughs> and then the mom is reiterating all these points in short in short phrases and he says and and hubie has sex hope <laughs> which i think is such a good fucking line i'm gonna use it now Ugh. well and she also she says she's never been sexually fulfilled in her life i also run a really quickly circle back to Shaq. i know we talked about how that's the meat and I knew while I was watching it that the meat was in the making. Like, I knew this was going to be a huge part of our discussion. So instead of write down all the things that happened in that scene, I just wrote one single point, and it's Shaq. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Mark. You just know. Yeah, that's the best way um, I can describe it. There's a good part mm. at the end when they come to, like, arrest the old lady. The cop from the station comes. And then the, the two the two guys. The, oh, yeah. The, the werewolf, werewolf guys, guys are, are there. there. <laughs> Wait to shoot on my command is what Steve Buscemi says because all four of them are holding guns except the two guys are holding <laughs> finger gun. guns. So that's good. And that's it. The movie's over. Um, Going back to his 9-11 days. Movie's over. We can leave. Nice. See you guys. I retire. Well, you gotta you jump past the making out <laughs> nope. of the TV part. No, you missed that part, missed Isaac. I part? know what you're trying to do. The part when Hubie walks up to the news crew and says, This is for Happy you. Halloween. Also, happy Valentine's Day, Violet Valentine, this one's for you. And, and he yeah. walks up to the camera and makes it the most uncomfortable kissy face the I've ever seen. But then the worst part is that she does it, and she do- and her kids <laughs> She does right. it! And she says, Hubie, do be mine. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Okay, wait, so... Okay, we need. We still need to talk about the witch old lady. So how does she disappear? She just like disappears and yes. then laughs and then. So she just disappears. The camera. Because, pans. Okay, it's, it's a throwback. It's a throwback, right? Because in the haunted house, everyone is I accusing Hubie because all the people that are getting kidnapped are his bullies. So the police and everyone accuse Hubie, and Hubie set points behind all of them and says Sasquatch, and they all look and they look back, and Hubie's gone, right? And so then in the final scene, everyone they're coming to arrest her. And she says, Sasquatch, and they all look. And then it just shows the woods. And they just hear, <laughs> which in hindsight should have been a dead giveaway that she's a witch, and I don't know how I didn't catch that. I think because my mind was just so full of everything else. Witches don't go, wait, witches don't go kayaking. <laughs> okay, I think we oh. need to stop, like, now. No, there's more, I'll Isaac, and then... And then, if I could talk about this for so long, the last thing I want to talk about is, yeah, no, this is, I'm this thinking about the rest of the movie. The, the last it. thing I want to talk about, are we talking about because I mentioned it earlier, I got to bring it up. They're showing like fun scenes of the town. Everyone's treating Hubie well. 
you know, they're all calling him. He's cool. He's the mayor now of the town. Cool, cool, cool. And then there's a voiceover from Shaq, but it's Shaq's radio voice. And then he said, you know, he just kind of gives a quick synopsis. And then, <laughs> and then it's like he forgets to turn the mic off. And we hear his wife's man voice say, honey, I made my signature spaghetti of meatballs. And then you hear Shaq's real voice say, oh, yeah, bring that over here, honey. And then you just hear the worst slurping noises you've ever heard in your entire life. As if to imply that they're eating spaghetti off each other's bodies. That doesn't mean... I thought you were going to talk about the the two thermoses that he gives to okay. his new stepkids. Yeah, that was one of my talking <laughs> points. There he, is I, one of the, I liked how he would be like, oh, there's, I don't know, so there's soup and blender in there or something like like. But what A flare gun. There was why, a flare gun for the boy. Why, why do theirs only gun? have one in it? Why does his have like fifty? Right, and and why the hell does the kid when when you get handed something and the guy says also it's a flare gun? He just shoots it. His son yeah, just fucking shoots weird. it and it blasts through somebody's window. But it was that stupid lady with the cat. What the so hell? It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. Well, and then the the other one he gives is a hair dryer, which is good. sexist. Pay- Sam, somebody hands you a thermos and says, "Oh, it's also a flare gun." Do you just do you just immediately take that at face value, well, or do you just? If my dad, Hubie Dubois, fuck yeah, I do. I've seen yeah, this I guy believe. swing on a grappling hook out of his thermos. And how do you go about requesting the grappling hook thermos instead of the stupid hair dryer? Ask. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, like, hey, Dad, for Christmas, I want to trade in, trade up. You know? <laughs> do you think they have to wait for next year's model? Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of dad Hubie would be. You know, they really missed oh. like a merchandising opportunity because the thermos is just like this plain red thermos thing. Yeah, they If they had made it more like there. distinctive, then you could have sold like Hubie's thermoses. It's like a toy. Yeah, but how yeah, many missed kids opportunity, should be but maybe we can movie. capitalize on it. <laughs> <sighs> and that's done. it. That's the movie. We're going to make Shaq and his wife action figures with real spaghetti that they can eat <laughs> off each other. Okay, so this is so this has been hear me out a hypothetical podcast. Um, not very hypothetical this week. That, not so much anymore. hypothetical, but we all know this is what you wanted. Um, thanks so much for listening. We're everywhere podcasts are: iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, your favorite podcasting app. All right, let's let's wrap this up. I want to yeah. go to bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. This has been Hear Me Out Hypothetical Podcast, so we're everywhere. Podcast. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I already said all that. You can find us on Twitter at HMOAH Podcast. Uh, also, send us an email about how much you fucking love Hubie It Halloween. doesn't matter. Fucking as much as we do. that email. If you could even reach that level. Yeah, if you can record a three-hour episode about all about Hubie Halloween, you like sweaty fucking talk to us. Send us the fan <laughs> HMOAH Podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you about Sweaty Buscemi. Maybe we change our website name to Sweaty Buscemi. Speaking of websites, you can find ours on our Twitter page where you'll be able to stay in the loop to all the latest and greatest Hubie Halloween information and about our podcast. Guys, do you think they'll make a sequel? I really want them to make a sequel. I don't know. Lightning doesn't strike twice, you know? I think it can. So, thanks so much Juby for listening. Halloween. We love, We love Hubie. And I, I'm going to make a stand here. I'm going to say I love Hubie, but I love our listeners more. I love you. It's pretty bold. I'm asexual. <laughs> no, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm Pickles, the pig. <laughs>
pickles to pig. We if, didn't even talk you, about pickles. To pig. If you we know, you ta- know. We didn't even talk. We about didn't even fucking matter. talk about pickles to pig. It's okay. An hour later. Damn. No, I don't even know mine. Hubie left me speechless too, Isaac. Yeah. It's okay. Hubie, <laughs> Hubie took my voice. I'm a one sauce. Oh, mix well, me up. This is mix been, me in. This has been. <laughs> no, I gotta stop. I gotta right, stop. Him. This has been Hubie me out. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. See you later, alligators. We did it. Oh, we fucking did it. Now I'm never watching that ever again. Do you think Kevin... (laughs) We have to send this straight to Adam Sandler. (laughs) The dedication. He'll be so impressed.